welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Before we start the episode, I wanted to make sure that everyone has heard the new, kinda, They Might Be Giant song, Stiloob, which is bullets backwards. They Might Be Giants uh, premiered a, a long-hinted-at uh, craziness of uh, playing Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love um, during the Flood set, playing it backwards instead of forwards. And it was captured by a couple uh, friends of the pod um, on YouTube. Uh, John Ulis, capital Q on YouTube, uh, posted a video of it uh, from the debut, which, which was February 6th. And then we had Peter Gritch on his YouTube channel, recorded it on February 8th uh, at the Bowery Ballroom in New York City. So um, I think that one has, uh, uh, they both sound and look really good. I'm going to play Peter's for you. I'm going to play it in full, which is the full song backwards. And then Peter has reversed it, which puts it forward. So you can hear how well they did on the backwards singing and such. So just wanted to make sure you all heard this. They might be Giants February 8th. Stilub, Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love, backwards and then forwards. We like to talk about this for a long time because we spent literally weeks learning how to do this. And we're trying to, you know, get our money's worth. Yeah. There's, not, there's not a lot to show for it, and it's not a big payoff. Unfortunately, it's not that fun to listen to. But it was really hard to learn it. That's the important thing, is dragging everybody down with us. So here we go. This, uh, this song is, we don't know what this song is called. It doesn't make any sense. Still up. Her father, Mark, still up. 
one. Minimum wage. <laughs> oh, everyone's all amped up exactly. on flood. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, I think it's 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 well, it's the one that uh, it's the one that uh, for shits and giggles, I learned about how uh, with Siri you can, uh, if you got one of those, to say, "Hey Siri, what's the best album by whatever band you want?" And it'll oh, really? Give its <laughs> and it'll give its opinion, and I don't know. <laughs> what the algorithm is but for they might be giants they say flood there was a whole youtube <laughs> video of a music critic uh anthony fantano that does the needle drop uh-huh. and he had a whole segment of going through famous bands asking siri what's the best <laughs> and then his that's opinion fun. and why he agrees or disagrees with that's whatever sad. it is but yeah <laughs> siri will give its opinion on i don't i'm sure there's an algorithm of it well, hey, Maybe it just takes the best selling. I'm going to do it right now. You ready? Okay. <laughs> hey, Siri. What is the best album by They Might Be Giants? It is Flood. <laughs> <laughs> See? I'm and guessing it... Now I can click on it to go listen to it on it, Exactly. Music. I mean, it very well could be with all of these that they just grab what is the best selling and they're declaring that the best or... Okay, hold know, on, hold the, on. Let, let's try this one. Hey, Siri. What is the best album by Monopuff? It is It's Fun to Steal. Hey, it's mm. fun to steal. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, I mean, I don't know what it's... Wait, wait, wait. One more. Okay. <laughs> hey, Siri. What is the best album by John Linnell? It is Imagine. No, not John Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Hey, Siri. What is the best album by John Linnell? It is State Songs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Siri, what is the only album by by John John Linnell? Linnell. (laughs) Well, here we go. We're filling time on the intro. You you were worried. Well, we're filling in. I don't think we even did the intro intro. This is just us being idiots. This this is it. You know, (laughs) hey, I can edit stuff in the correct order. Okay. There was, there was on the (laughs) little peek behind the curtain on the Adam and his package, uh, state songs exclusive. Did you, did you listen to that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was starting to listen to that. So uh, we forgot to score South Carolina yeah. after we talked about it. Okay. So then after we got to Idaho, I was like, we need to score. Oh, shit. We forgot to score the last song. Okay. So then we went ahead and we scored them both. And Just, I took the scoring segment from South Carolina and moved works. it to where it should have been. Yeah. Eh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants, and Siri says that Flood is their best album. I think some people might agree, but us Giants heads, we like to argue over it, because we just we don't just like the most popular ones, because, you know, we know all of them. We're here to talk about a song off The Spine, which has been criminally underrepresented on this podcast, we're going to talk about Memo to Human Resources, and we've got my friend Jonathan Leonard here from Minnesota for the third time. Here we go. Memo to Human Resources. 
just waved in the air you guys cannot see me but <laughs> maybe but maybe the nsa can yeah okay uh <laughs> government maybe agents. the government is watching all of these podcasts uh and they're just so bored because they have no idea who this band is uh resume transmission um yeah uh we're doing uh yeah it's uh, yeah it's coming uh <laughs> You thought you only had two podcasts in you, but uh, well, no, it's it, number three. No, not even <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean that, and I, and uh, I was just looking back on it. It's like it seems that the going rate is basically once every uh, theme song change. So next time that there's a new compilation of the beginning, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time I, I do I'll a new there. medley, yeah, yeah. Every ten episodes, there was one time I think I missed it. There was one theme that I think went for twenty episodes. Yeah, still, I can't remember which one, but we're up to like this. This will probably be episode sixty-five or sixty-six. Yeah, and I've had five different. No, I've had six different themes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like doing those little medleys. I've considered recording uh, like an actual theme music that would be like a parody or something. I mean. You know, all yeah. of us Giants fans love Weird Al too. For I've never met anyone that loves They Might Be Giants and hates Weird Al, but yeah. I, there's probably those people out there. But doing like a parody of uh, probably the one we talked about with with my pseudo They Might Be Giants cover man, the Exquisite Dead Guys. We talked about um, uh, doing I Should Be Allowed to Think, and uh, you know it should be like I should be allowed to pod, and like I should be you know I should be allowed yeah. to shoot my mouth off. I mean, it goes right in. Oh, you know, exactly. It all goes right in there. Yeah. Exactly. I should be allowed to share my feelings. I should have a, a call in pod. Yes. You know. So yeah. <laughs> it writes itself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so, uh, for the people out there, if you're listening out of order, which some people are, well, if your favorite album's The Spine, maybe you've heard, uh, Jonathan and I talk before because he was on the, uh, Museum of Idiots episode, which was a fun one. I especially liked how we found that it's, I think, the only They Might Be Giants song to have a J.W. Pepper jazz band uh, arrangement for it. So that yeah, was pretty Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I can maybe think of a few other songs that could when we get to, uh, when it gets there, maybe? I, what, I this mean, one? <laughs> well, no, 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 not this one. I was thinking more like, uh, <laughs> wouldn't be shocked if there was one for like She's Actual Size or something like that. That would be cool. Or like just some <laughs> of the other really horn-heavy ones, like Spencer... Parks was on the uh, Darlings of Lumberland one, and that song, I mean, that would be like oh. an advanced high school jazz band I was going to say. It's like crazy. That's nuts. And like, like some that's, good, that'd like, have to be a jazz features. band out of the cities. <laughs> 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 it, 
<laughs> not one of those county jazz bands. <laughs> not, not to diss my friends here that are at the music ed conference with me. Yeah, uh, so I'm, uh, yeah, I guess I should say that in case it sounds different than the other ones, I'm talking uh, out of a uh, best, I almost said best Midwestern. Best Midwestern. My other podcast, a best Western hotel in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is two hours from where I live in Lafayette, Indiana. And it's fucking snowing right now. And I'm here at a music educators conference, the annual conference where all of us music teachers get together. And we like dance around like elementary schoolers, but it's a room full of like forty adults. It's pretty hilarious. And and it's I fun. assure you, with the <laughs> the snow is coming down here too. We are getting uh, kicked uh, square in the gooch with snow. I swear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but football uh, in the groin had a football. In the exactly. Groin. Uh, <laughs> it's looking like a good solid uh, six to eight inches. It should be done by morning, and then the winds come, so it won't feel like it's done. <laughs> It seems like every time I have to come to Fort Wayne, it was in Indianapolis for years, but it's been in Fort Wayne for the past like five or six years, and uh, and it seems like there's always like a fucking blizzard hits this weekend, and it's not like a guarantee this time. Like we've actually had a pretty mild winter. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean you guys are you're further north, a lot further north than yeah. we are, but. Um, so it's been a pretty mild winter for us. I mean, I was like walking the dog in a sweatshirt last week, you know, and it's January. So, but this blizzard always hits and I had a Facebook memory that I just reshared to, to Cara cause she's all oh, concerned yes, the- that we were trying to decide if, if I should even go tomorrow or if I should just leave early and just ditch out for tomorrow's sessions. But, but it was the, <laughs> the Simpsons death toll. Yeah. The death count. <laughs> Channel six action news. news. Last place an impressionable kid can go for TV violence. Now, here's your action anchor, Kent Brockman. Hello, I'm Kent Brockman. Our top stories tonight, a tremendous explosion in the price of lumber. President Reagan dies. His hair, says Gary Trudeau in his new musical comedy review. But first, let's check the death count from the killer storm bearing down on us like a shotgun full of snow. Well, Kent, as of now, the death count is zero, but it is ready to shoot right up. Oh, my God. Damn you, Snow! All right, Snow Day! No school tomorrow. <laughs> Springfield, catch me Thursday at the Laughing Brew. <laughs> the Simpsons were, like, so... I, I mean, again, I, I was... <laughs> it, it, Simpsons have been along, or around since I've been alive, but, I mean, they were definitely hot on the whole sensationalized news thing of oh yeah of, the whole fake news thing all that shit like I th- long well, I mean, it was really a problem well, that but even just the overall 24 cycle wanting to make it right. exciting i think they they like to make fun of fox them yeah you know, the the corporation and and they got popular enough to be able to do that freely and know, like, they're not going to cancel us. We can say whatever we <laughs> exactly. want. Exactly. And just, like, because, yeah, Fox News, I mean, they can make fun of them with well, impunity. I mean, heck, they were able to make uh, Rupert Murdoch sign like a child on a contract. Ah, you pee. Holding the... Oh, uh, yeah. good stuff. Yeah, wait, are you that... I, I probably knew this, but are you that much younger than me? Uh, you, Simpsons have been around since 89. Are you uh, 31. a 90s kid? 
No, okay. no, no, wow. 31, but um, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it, it's been sure. a part of my life the entire you time, and, I, and yeah. I was told, uh, <laughs> my my dad told me several times of me reciting Simpsons jokes that, A, I should not be saying, two, right. that, I, two that I don't <laughs> understand, uh, like, I, mm-hmm. like, apparently at a young age, I was doing the, do you come with the car bit? At the, at the, and even the and even this ex, the uh, this exhibit is closed like with the crash test dummy like I that's didn't not, get that. that dummy's moving yeah exactly. this exhibit is closed yeah exactly yeah. so it's it's that kind of thing I've I've always yeah been. yeah it was funny when the Simpsons came out being a Simpson like right. my family sat my family sat down and watched the first episode I mean my parents. We, that was like our one night we were able to eat dinner from the TV. We'd all sit down and watch it on, uh, well, it was Sundays, and it was Thursdays, and it was Sundays. I don't yeah. really, you know, remember. But uh, it was funny because I was a Simpson. Uh, I was in fourth grade when it started. Bart's in fourth grade. Yeah. I was a skateboarder. Bart's a skateboarder. But uh, I was, you know, a fairly good student. I wasn't like Lisa smart. Right. But I wasn't a troublemaker, really, necessarily. But, so you knew yeah. exa- so you knew Homer's pain in the Max Power episode. <laughs> exactly. I, t- <laughs> that is a great one. Oh, I made him an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, me and my dad like to go on the front lawn and just smash into each other with with <laughs> pots and pans on, head. on our heads. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> and that's. Uh, I, I mean, and then that's part of it. They like going back through it again with uh, Disney Plus just coming out, and so you're like, ah, oh, mm. throw on some. Mm-hmm. Now the only. Now they they do have that aspect ratio problem that everybody's making fun of though. But other than that, it's it's good. But yeah, 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 yeah. The third, yeah, chopping I, off, I, I, yeah. I don't I don't have it, but yeah, I heard it. I saw pictures. Yeah, they're of chopping off like, jokes. Like the the most egregious one they're talking about is uh, uh, that whole scene in the Duck Brewery where they're saying yeah. the three different kinds and the hose, and it's chopped off. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. There is no joke here. They really do have three different beers. <laughs> yeah. But other than that. Oh man. Still you know, it, it definitely has worn out its welcome, but I still yeah. watch it regularly. There's there's a few I need to catch up on from the last uh season, but I still watch it. I I don't feel like I, I have to because I'm a Simpson, but I yeah. feel like there's still enough jokes there and it you know, it it comes and goes you know, and it's been going for so long. People are like, Oh, seasons one to ten are the classics. No, seasons three to twelve are where it's or at. Or at least and even then, taking a look at what's the breaking point and all those different kind right. of right. But but then you'll areas. even have like like I, it's all a jumble in my head now. But there'll be seasons like you know in the late teens where it got good again, and then it got you know maybe a little weaker in the early twenties. Yeah, like I, mid twenty seasons, it got better again. You know, like it keeps. Yeah, you know, and I keep my ears open for when they're like, "Oh, this is a this is a solid episode," and I'll go, "Okay, I'll check it." I'll check it out. I mean, as long as it's right. not uh, insultingly, which there are some, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we adequately did the, uh, you know, the, the ever since Mark Maron got big, you know, the rule is that you do, you know, like a good 15 minutes of just talking about whatever that's totally not on topic at all. But so maybe we've we've crossed that threshold. Yeah. So maybe we should get to the topic at hand, which I think is they might be something. I don't know. <laughs> did we even get past 
John's doing the spine again. I think that's where we, we talked were. to. Yeah, we talked about Museum of Idiots. Well, yeah. So Jonathan also did the tick 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 uh, episode, yes. and that was in the fall. And now coming is 2020. Yep. It's uh, it's a brand new podcast for 2020. Careful what you podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new year. Brand, brand new podcast. Uh, memo to human resources that doesn't work as well for a nice sustained cord. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about. Well, first of all, I made a shout out on Twitter. I'm like, hey, I basically it's, I was going to have time to kill you yeah. know, tonight with no wife or baby around. I'm just in this hotel room, and now it's snowing. I'm like, I want to use this time to get ahead on the episode. So who wants to record an episode? And it's got to be a spine song, and we got to record it. January 17th, and you were right on top of that, and you're like, well, if you'll, if you'll have me again, I'll do one. I'm well, like, okay, if, yeah, if let's there's do no it, one, man. There's no one else. Cause well, then I, Dana, Dana ended up signing up for a spine song okay, right good. after that. Because I was going to say... I, you took the time slot, but she also got on the spine, too. Okay, because I later. made the joke. I was like, I guess I missed her spine. I'm taking this metal yeah. <laughs> of... The 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 lone uh, spine defender of <laughs> Mister Spine, you have never seen a talking spine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, and, and even just uh, I guess I shouldn't even say spine defender, but just uh, being able to say there's gems in there where this is. Oh uh, yeah. Where it where uh, if if you'd say if you want to look at. There might be giants as a as uh, the whole discography as the map of the United States. You might say the spine is a flyover state. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, you know, it's funny, and I I can't remember what episode I talked about this on. I so I've been writing for so this is a punknews.org podcast. Yep. I don't feel like I mentioned that enough, um, though it's in most of the bio things on my accounts and such. Mm-hmm. But um, and Best Midwestern also is too. And I've been doing that for like five or six years now yep. just not nearly as regularly <laughs> and so i've well, been writing for punk news even longer yeah and i i had a midwestern podcast before that i don't know if you ever dug back into those but me and my friend greg moore had a podcast called two gregs one podcast and it was the the name the, na- <laughs> the name was a bad joke uh, yeah. that some people remember uh, but the name Look did not up, indicate kids. that it was a Midwestern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look it up, but use incognito mode or your parents might find out. Um, <clears throat> and it was a Midwestern podcast as well. And then when I moved, uh, we did it from a distance for a while when we were in different cities. But then uh, we resurrected it with a new host, Scott, and, and retitled it Best Midwestern. But way back... Um, when I was writing for Punk News in the early aughts, I got put on like staff for Punk News in 2002. And then the first year I was told I was able to do an end-of-the-year list was 2004. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I'm just going to look it up right now. Greg Orb's picks. Okay, 2004. And so I did like my best of. Here we go. I'm old. And I've been arguing about music for way too long. <laughs> so my number one album of 2004 was Modest Mouse, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, which I still stand by as their most concise statement album. of awesomeness. And uh, 
Well, I had American Idiot at number four. Yeah. It was a pretty it was a pretty good year for music. Yeah. And a lot of other more obscure things and punk things. But then uh people would do all these other sub lists like we did uh people would do top EPs, people would do um stuff I found out about from yeah i had best record of 2003 that i didn't hear till 2004 i had coheed cambria in, in keeping secrets of silent earth 3 which i hadn't heard of that band until the year after the album came out but then i had people like to do biggest disappointments of the year yep. so <laughs> one of my five biggest disappointments of 2004 i didn't tell you this on the uh, museum no, no you no episode. you did that's fine <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. So I, I don't think I read this whole description. No. So it, at number five of my biggest disappointments, they might be giants, the spine, and I. <laughs> everyone knows how much I love Mink Car, and this is yeah. why it was disappointment because I said, "Where do you go after being the best quirk rock band?" And I can't believe I said quirk rock band because we. Well, this was two thousand four, so yeah, I, you got to forgive me. Uh, after being the best quirk rock band in the world for two decades, I guess you just go for a straight-up rock album. <laughs> I still consider these guys my favorite band of all time. Uh, parentheses, I guess I'm a nerd. But this album just doesn't stand up to, even to their previous album, 2001's Mink Car, not counting 2002's children's album. No, I still like The Spine, but probably just because I love them so much. So I made many caveats that um, yeah. they're my favorite band, and I love them. But it's kind of like... Oh, they might be giants. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Num- number five of my five biggest disappointments. And, and looking on that, and looking at that whole album as a whole, I think there's something to it. Just more so that it was a big album of uh, transition. I think was yeah. the biggest thing because you had um, the indestructible object EP that came out in between No and This. And mm-hmm. so you had uh, a few songs that had Dan Hickey on drums, one with Marty and then one with Marty uh, uh, use a, uh, drum sampling, or at least drum engineering, right. whatever the heck you want to call it, right. for Am I Awake? And then it comes to the spine where a few of those songs have moved on, and it's still that transition between, uh, I'd say, them starting to do the uh, op rock thing and mm-hmm. then also even working in a new drummer and him probably finding the way that he fits in this already established right. thing so I'm, yeah. I'm sure that probably had something to do with it and i'm so glad i was able to talk to marty about uh him getting into the band and how that yeah. kind of went for him i was glad i was able to talk to him at least about his early part of the career um before i was told by management to stop talking to the other guys about they might be giants. <laughs> and I feel like I've hidden that little yeah. secret from, from the fans long enough. But yeah, just so people know, I mean, Pete, their manager, very cool and professional guy. I, I still don't really understand the reasons, but just so people know, I might as well just say it. Yeah. The reason that when Danny Weinkoff comes on the show, we talk about red pants band stuff is because... Uh, their management has told me that only the Johns uh, do press about They Might Be Giants. So the other dudes, Dan, Danny, Marty, are not supposed to be talking to, you know, doing press, you know, print interviews or podcasts or whatever else about They Might Be Giants. But Pete said it's fine that they talk about other things in their yeah, career. Yeah, like Red Pants Band. 
like Red Pants Band. So that's why yeah. we talk about those songs. And it's cool just to have Nanny on anyway. Yeah. And he usually gives us little tidbits about what's going exactly. on in the Giants world without giving away the, uh, the you know, the nuclear codes. So yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for when they destroy the universe. Uh, and But I'm glad I got to talk to Marty before that. And then at Pete's request, or before we found out Pete's answer, I actually took it off the Patreon and took the teaser down for like two days. And then when he got back to me, I don't know if he had talked to the Johns or just thought it over or what. And he's like, well, you guys already did all that time. You know, spent all that time doing it and you edited and all that. He's like, you you can put it back up. But just from now on, no more talking about the MIP Giants with the other three dudes. So... Yeah, and I still want to talk to them. I'm trying to schedule another episode with Marty. Uh, yeah. He, he doesn't email back quickly, but we had talked in the fall about doing some of his soundtrack work. He's also done some educational stuff. Um, he's been hired by uh, Scholastic, which anyone who has a kid, they know when the Scholastic book orders yeah. come home and kids can buy all their Captain Underpants and whatever the hell else. <laughs> um, but he's done some stuff for them, which is must have been a pretty you know lucrative yeah. gig as far as kids stuff goes. So, oh yeah, uh, hoping to talk to him in. I don't know. I'd love to get him before the flood tour starts up again, but he's got to reply to my email first. Yeah, well, there's so, a little gap before it goes back full tilt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I'm not sure when this episode will... But when this comes out, they'll probably be just about to really get on the road. Yeah. uh, I've got a little time if I can wrangle him. Uh, We'll see. He's a busy man. I love him. He was great on that episode, and I want to talk to him again. It's been too long. But anyways... uh, Danny's amazing. Yeah. So he keeps coming on, and I love that guy. Uh, He's happy that I support his lesser-known band, and hopefully the listeners have gone and uh, checked out Red Pants more, so... Uh, back to, uh, the spine, I have realized that I am wrong in it being a disappointment. I mean, I love the spine now. I do stand by it being like more of a straight rock album, but it when is. I go through, because for me, Minkar and like on the Minkar debate, Patreon episodes, yeah, like this, my point I kept hammering home was like, it is so eclectic It's bouncing and that's what all makes over. it good. That's what makes it good. I mean, if you listen to the Pink album, my my main argument was that the Pink album was an amazing debut, introduced us to this band that could both do incredibly catchy, poppy rock songs, but also do the most bizarre things ever. And while Mink Car didn't have like a chess piece face, it did have I've Got a Fang and some other weird... Mr. Excitement uh, and... Yeah. 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 Like stuff that really threw people off which is what they were known for doing in the duo era especially so anyway when the spine came out i'm like experimental film catchy as hell has always Mm -hmm. been one of my favorites um but it's you know it's their power pop mode you know we had like the hip-hop uh spine um the uh spines yeah and that was wacky but it's 30 seconds yeah um but like for the most part I don't know. I yeah, mean, it's, it's a straight it's, uh, stock, stock of wheat. I think is a really cool song. Yeah, for a being like ditty. kind of like uh, I don't know how to describe that. It's almost like a little like Tin Pan Alley song, like old school American songwriting, where you come up with every rhyme possible. Yeah, um, I love that one. But I will listen to it straight through because I love their power pop mode, and this gives it to you like the whole way through, and I'm I'm fine with that now. <laughs> oh yeah. And, Have and, you come back? Did, when the spine came out, were you disappointed by it, or were you just well, all in right I, away? I, I, I sort of uh, touched this on the Museum of Idiots, but this was 
Mm-hmm. This was the first uh, adult album that had come out since I became a fan, and so uh, I, so it was yeah the first one I grabbed, and so it kind of went that way. I mean, because it was this was the first one to where I sat down and kind of was listening to it as an album um, mm-hmm. when people still did that because. My <laughs> listening to the back discography is like how people do it now, except it was with Napster and that kind of stuff of these random songs and songs that were absolutely uh, misattributed to They Might Be Giants, um, right. as well as like you really had to listen to it. Like for the longest time until I got it straight, I had misappropriated uh, sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell by cake. They that was listed as mm. it might be giants mm-hmm. for some reason, I guess. Right. I mean, it's yeah. oddballish, but yeah, not that's weird. <laughs> but doesn't sound right. like right, right, right. them exactly. Right, but they were known for putting on weird voices. So exactly gosh, that. You know. Oh, that was. <laughs> oh, and for the longest time, uh, speaking of that, uh, until I got it straightened with the wiki. Um, before I heard Spiraling Shape, I heard that rocket ship demo, and right. I thought mm-hmm. that that was somebody doing something stupid with Spiraling Shape. Like, I was like, I, I mean, not, not, I mean, what turned out to be Spiraling Shape, because I'm like, this first part is dumber than shit, but this <laughs> middle part that's clearly John Linnell, this is They Might Be Giants, what are these bastards doing with the first part? Not realizing yeah. <laughs> this was, uh, first take that i don't know right what made people go let's throw this on napster but they did <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was i you know i never did napster i did kazaa i mean the similar yeah, I, I mean it, I, I i guess i'm saying napster in the yeah, overall she was mislabeled bubble yeah, i'm I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was a couple others that i used that uh existed i just don't remember i think there was maybe one morpheus i probably did that one i think i did because limewire wasn't that limewire i know that one but just the i guess i'm saying napster and the overall late 90s stealing shit right uh, right that, that's the one that's known just like yeah. everybody thinks that every album is recorded on pro tools when well, really that's right. just one of many Right, and programs, or, you know, or, and and yeah. then and then Napster, and that begat torrent sites, which eventually right. probably was how I eventually got the entire discography. Was oh, okay. Now, yeah. now, <laughs> I'm okay. telling the band next yeah. time I talk to Danny. Exactly, this but, guy. When you go to Minnesota, do not let this guy into the show. He stole. All oh, the I am sure that I. <laughs> believe through ifc memberships i think i've given them back yeah Uh. (laughs) yeah well okay so i'm i'm glad we're talking about the spine at length even though we did it uh, yeah we had conversations about the album as a whole on the museum episode that was forever ago yes that was like by the time this comes out that will have been like at least eight months ago oh yeah and i can and eight months between spine episodes what the hell (laughs) I mean, I'm looking on the spreadsheet now. Yeah, it's, it's, I, and now we were recording this, so it's two that you've done. Um, Dana is on one. I can't remember which off the top of my head. And then Experimental Film has been reserved yeah. forever by these guys in this band called Telethon, who are good friends of mine, but are always very busy and are making a go of it and are always on tour and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but so, I mean... Eventually. So thank you for coming on. Oh, no this. problem. 
So, uh, memo to human resources. Yeah. Should we talk about it? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, uh, you know, going to the, the trivia first is always a, a fun idea. Um, so, and, and like you mentioned, people probably know that the this exact version was on Indestructible Objects, yes. the EP first, following uh, Am I Awake, which is a top tier song for me. Yeah. I can't wait to do that one with Matt Flood. And uh, whose real name is actually Flood. And <laughs> shout out to Matt Flood. And then it was on the Spine, um, following Spine, the, the, I don't know, title track, I guess. Yeah, the Spine. Um, spine. Yeah, Spine, the Spine. Uh, but then looking at the, the trivia on the wiki, oh, I always got to go to the wiki. I like the, uh, the, the Flansburg quote. He says, this song is called Memo to Human Resources. It was going to be called I'm Down, but that title was taken by a group called The Beatles. Yes. Our arch nemesis. Scooped again. Damn you, Fab Four. All your <laughs> all your good ideas. All your history. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's... So apparently he said that in some banter on a show in the Yeah, and that's, some, and that's right an ongoing thing with them of talking about, like, the the difficulty of coming up with nouns well heck why we even have a song called nouns of (laughs) of these i think the only sort of exception that i know flansburg admitted to was that uh sapphire bullets of pure love is another song but Mm. it's uh Mm -hmm. but it was it's like i believe it was like some classical korean Huh. thing and so i think yeah. so i think flansburg was like great title doesn't have words i can do and something with in this. another language and, well, right the translation even, is sapphire Bolt. Right. well i don't i don't know if there was any language i think it was an instrumental classical piece but still it's yeah. like it You're right that the the even even if you want to get uh litigious i can't imagine a korean <laughs> <laughs> string band is coming for they might be giants anytime soon yeah i think they should have just gone for it and named it i'm, I'm down. down because well i mean there have been bolder moves against the beatles like hell you're a minnesota residence the replacements yeah. named an album let it be <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they didn't know that was already well, I mean, a beatles not, album. Well, I mean, not come to on. mention even i i'm down by the beatles is i I don't even know where the hell you would rank that in terms of Beatles songs. Like it's, it's it, not that popular. It wasn't in there. It wasn't any of the twenty-one number ones. It's it's a B-side to uh, to help. I think. I, I think so. I was yeah. gonna say. I mean, mm-hmm. like I, I guess if if there could be a deep cut with the Beatles, even though people have navel gazed and overanalyzed everything Beatles, it maybe mm. counts as that, but. And it's just a solid, I mean, it's just a solid rock ditty. Uh, I mean, that's, that's about Anyway, it. the title, I'm Down. I mean, two-word song titles. Yeah. First of all, I mean, if someone else wrote a song called Memo to Human Resources and it wasn't a They Might Be Giants cover, that would be like, huh, that's a weird coincidence or else they just didn't care. But I'm Down, it's like saying like, Oh, I don't know. Someone or, already wrote a song called "I Love You." Well, I, I just we realized. A song called "I Love You." <laughs> just like Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love, how you got the parentheses in there. You uh-huh. could do parentheses. I'm down and say I don't need advice. Parentheses. I'm down. And that would. Or do- just. <laughs> or just. I'm. I'm parentheses down. <laughs> <laughs> or down parentheses. I'm. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have done that. 
Or like sapphire bullets, just uh, do it backwards. Yeah. Nuad me. Well, yeah, like just like uh, Ekunambler <laughs> or whatever the hell the the ambulance. Oh right, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got in the trivia here. Um, so they apparently reference a monkeys song, yeah. which references a Rodgers and Hammerstein Oklahoma song, which. I, I tried to follow that trail backwards and I couldn't find which do you know the Oklahoma I I, I kind of read that interpretation I think it was sort of a flip thing I mean I know I know the monkeys uh-huh. thing and I and I gotta think right. that that one's the more realistic one because I don't know if you knew this that uh this you this they they might be giants performed that monkeys song uh zilch zilch Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. Self defense. Never mind the furthermore, the plea self defense. Never mind the furthermore, the plea self defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are. It is of my opinion that it is of my people that the timid. Never mind the Oh, the, is that that that's one that they covered just uh, well, live or did they yes. record it? No, no, live. Um, because what okay. uh, in the early two thousands, that used to be their way out of doing Fibber Island. You'll have them that what they were doing for the backwards. You know how it Fibber Island just kind of trails off, and yeah. it's mm-hmm. um, usually what it was was uh, Linnell and Flans up in the microphone doing like musically doing that for a while, but then. Right, but then right in the middle, then uh, Linnell would kick in with Zilch, Mister Dobbelin, and Mister Dob Bob, and each guy, uh, John, John, uh, Danny, and Dan would take take a line for uh, mm. Zilch, and nice. and one of the lines, which I think uh, Dan Miller would do, is. Never mind the furthermore the plea of self defense. Yeah. And it would repeat over and over and then and then uh uh Marty would just <laughs> kick in with a uh drum beat and eventually just like the monkeys version Right. Extremely fast. Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina, Mr. Dabalina, like yeah. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina, 
Mr. Dabalina, Mr. Bob Dabalina. the Rodgers and Hammerstein thing like Oklahoma I, I'm not super familiar with that musical I mean I know well, the, I can oh Oklahoma where yeah I can uh, <laughs> just give me a second uh, what this person I who went, I went to googling I, I went well, to googling I, and was unsure and I remember uh, high school or maybe when I was in middle school that they did uh, Oklahoma at the high school and I remember seeing it but not enough to know a dang thing about any of the <laughs> the lines it right. wasn't like it it grabbed me so much that i can uh recite it line by line or anything uh but right, right, just right. give me a <laughs> second here no uh, this is live <laughs> <laughs> um let me see. we're losing listeners <laughs> do, do. okay i love how this person was saying that uh i performed in it Oh, this person who was saying this, uh, Never Mind the Fillmore is a direct quote from Oklahoma. I know this because I performed in it at the same time the spine came out. The line delivered by old man something at the end of the play when Curly kills Jed or Jeb or Judd, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> Judd. <laughs> Judson. Uh, the lizard. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before he and his new wife supposed to go on the honeymoon, so as soon... or. So as soon as Curly says that it was in self-defense that he killed him and attempts to eloquate more on the fact saying that it was self-defense and furthermore that the guy replies with never mind the furthermore the plea of self-defense uh, I guess. I see. But okay. I I don't know. I I'm 99% sure that there might be giants as referencing monkeys especially with uh right Especially with uh, uh, Mesopotamians and what have you, that and I think and I think they've even covered "Hey Hey" were the monkeys before, so I, I think I'm <laughs> pretty damn sure it was nice. the monkeys. So, <laughs> um, before we get to let's see, what was the uh, looking at the other trivia before we talk about this Georgie girl thing because I that is. I mean, I guess, well, let's, yeah, sure. Let's get to the, the musical elements of this song. Yeah. In the trivia, it says, musically, this song is very similar to George, Georgie Girl, which I have already listened to that when I talked about West Virginia, because hmm. there, the, the, the Georgie Girl line, uh, there's another Georgie deep inside. It's, yeah. They, they say it likely inspired the concept behind uh, Linnell's West Virginia, having other West maybe. Virginias inside of it. Right. Yeah, maybe. But so I already talked about that, and I think on that episode with Spencer, that ex- first state song is exclusive, we we talked about it, and I think I even played a clip of the yeah. Georgia Girl thing. But So then it's saying, 
that this song is musically similar and I'm listening to the two of them. I'm like, I no, I no, don't know. Would, I don't. If, but then I went and looked up the chords for Georgie girl and it's in a different key. Yeah. But if you transpose it to C, which is the key that um, C major is the key that memo is in. And if you, if you transpose it to the key of C for Georgie girl, they are strikingly similar. The uh, memo is C E minor F C. C, E minor, F, C. A couple times for changes. Georgie Girl in C. Put it in C. C, E minor, F, G, C. E minor, F, G, C. So it is similar, but there are bajillion songs that use that progression. It's going from the one to the six. to yeah. the, I mean, it's it's not well, I, that uncommon for, of a rock chord progression. For me, I think musically, I was actually thinking that as well the way that they sing it then musically i was thinking if anything that they sounded like they were inspired by the band that uh made them not call the song i'm down it sounds like it could easily be a yeah a beatles i mean i'm not saying it not lyrically but uh, musically it sounds like it could be a beatles track um i would say something even like uh Mm, trying to, oh, I was trying to think of that. Uh, the, uh, there were places I remember, like it's uh-huh. similar sort of tone, especially with the the, uh, the way that the guitar is being played. Just that low, uh, just that sort of the low sort of solo of it. That right, like mm-hmm. it even sounds like '60s style easy rock guitar kind of sound yeah yeah and there are some cool little guitar licks that uh when i really focused in on it the past couple days especially like on headphones yeah there's a lot of really cool um dan miller stuff in here uh wait wait danny weinkoff didn't play the bass on this no i saw that bass yes what landsberg did bass on this uh why i don't know i'm I'm guessing it could very well be just um I, I I don't know because I'm thinking it you know Bizarre. it came around the time of, uh, it was it was in an indestructible object and it seems like that one was right. like a, possibly to execute that EP was a cluster f of, ideas that maybe that's <laughs> how, that happened yeah I, mean, I, don't, I don't know maybe they're just gonna just trying to like put it together the EP put it together quickly and so Flans were just like. I'm going to do the acoustic guitar. I'm going to do the bass. I'll do the lead vocal, backup vocal. I'll do all this. You know, Linnell throwing some keyboards. Well, I even know. think, I mean, I, I even... Mean, I don't know, but Weinkoff was so firmly in the band. I, know. I mean, This is one of those, like you were saying, like this came out during the Marty era, but... Early uh, Marty. Dan Hickey, right. But Dan Hickey was the guy drumming on yeah. this one because it was before that. But uh, Weinkoff had been in the band for exactly. a long time at this point. So it's, it's bizarre. Like, why wouldn't he play it? I mean... Yeah. I don't think Flansburg's be like, well, I think my bass guitar style could, could handle it. No, it could very well be I mean, that he Danny did it and, and they <laughs> thought that it sounded, it could even be that they thought it sounded good enough. Like, Yeah, because I think, because that's, again, going back to the Marty episode, I've never talked to Danny about songs that he doesn't play bass on, but when I asked Marty, like, oh, when a song like makes it to the final album form and it has drum machine, are you the one programming that? Or are you playing electronic pads on some of them? He's like, no, if a song has drum machine, pretty much 100% of the time, one of the Johns programmed it. And and lots of the time it's like that drum machine on the demo, the band decides as a whole, 
well, that drum machine sounds really good. We'll go with that instead of real drums. And then Marty's not on the track, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, maybe in this case, right? Like, uh, Flansburg had already laid down acoustic and bass on the demo and they're already past like the, the crusty cassette dial a song era. So maybe like the demo, like the acoustic guitar stayed, the bass stayed. They didn't have to be re-recorded. They're like, let's just do it. Throw some drums and, you know, get some keys and Dan Miller on there. I mean, that'd be my guess, but that, that was weird. I just clicked over that. I'm like, what? And and I, and I even think, uh, what I like is it definitely sounds like a song too, where we've noticed how in the later eras, this is not happening as often as we would think, but seems like it's, also, uh, Linnell doing backing vocals rather than just Landsberg re-recording himself. Right. Yeah. So you yeah, I don't hear- know. This, yeah, this is a, this is a weird era. Yeah. yeah I mean, but you can like, hear. If their- you listen to. Had you listened to the answer episode that yeah. just came out last week? Yeah. Yeah, because me and 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 Michael talked about that. Like he was saying that like he felt like the else was like their pivot point to modern giants but i was like oh it's the spine man it's gonna be the spine and clearly this was like i mean it's like portions of the album are like it's like transitional in within the album yeah this is them uh, shifting to new giants if if you're wanting to look at it like uh the (laughs) see i keep using these uh visual metaphors but creation of the universe uh this is (laughs) this is the big bang of sorts and (laughs) <laughs> and so there's a lot of weird stuff happening in here and the else yeah. is a fully formed planet. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think there's not a whole lot to talk about with the musical arrangement. Cause honestly, I, I love the song and it's got a cool feel, but like you said, it's just got that like classic, you know, everything post Beatles that's rock you know there's no way it's not influenced by the beatles i mean everything that came after the beatles everyone's heard the beatles there's no way i mean even if you're saying i'm not going to be like the beatles i'm going to go the opposite way that means you're influenced by the beatles exactly you're like i'm going to not be like the beatles so this song i feel like it's just like a classic sounding rock song yeah there's not anything all that interesting in the arrangement to be quite honest no 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 i wouldn't say that i mean the the only sort of thing i would say interesting arrangement wise would be Memo to Human Resources album versus live, and that would just be the difference in uh, Dan Hickey drumming versus Marty drumming. Like right, there's some, and there's some yes, I have some links here yeah. of some live live stuff. I was going to play this one. Uh, let me send this to you. I looked at quite a f- whoop. I looked at quite a few of them. Okay. Uh, this is the one I was thinking I was going to play because the audio is the most decent i usually try to find one where the camera angle is farther away because yeah as, as peter gritch has found out from recording shows when you're in the balcony it's gonna sound better <laughs> you're not up right with the like miller's guitar amp blasting that's, you. that's why i'm excited about the uh fitzgerald show with being in an opera box like i if i record yeah, with my phone that might uh sound sound pretty damn good okay i'm gonna yeah I, I bet it will yeah so oh, this yeah. video is them live in 2013. The YouTube dude is totally not Mike. I'm oh, yeah. guessing he is named Mike. Uh, <laughs> the description. This is probably the song from the set with the least motion in it. No, there's tons of motion. It's almost unwatchable, but the sound is pretty good. <laughs> the audio is what I want. Where I lost the- 
but the the big thing that I was noticing between live and what have you is when it gets to that part of the countdown of it, uh, Hickey just kind yeah. of goes goes through. I guess I don't know how to heck to describe it. It sounds like he sort of goes through it and plays, and with uh, Marty, it's almost uh, 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 Jungle Drums esque of wanting to accent. The opposite of the countdown, so five, two, four, two, three. Sure, right two, in between, yeah. Rather yeah. than and where uh, Hickey just kind of goes through that, and so I mean that that's the only sort of major difference between the two. Let's talk about well, then let's talk about the lyrics. Okay, then memo to human resources. You know, every job I've ever worked at, the human resource department, Mm -hmm. they're lovely people. Well, I don't know. They're who hire you, but other than that, I don't know. (laughs) They're the ones that deal with the the troublemakers and and the hiring and the troublemakers. The default trope with uh, human resources, I think, has to be Toby Flanderson from The Office. I think that's just what happens. Oh, my God. (laughs) We say there's, there's a quote, a Michael Scott quote, talking to Toby that we say to our dog all the time because she's always getting in trouble. She's always being a brat. And we all, we say, why are you the way that you are? Okay. I, okay. You know what? I was scared. I was worried that you were going to do the, uh, the probably the darkest, the, uh, uh, if I was in a room with you, Hitler and Bin Laden, I would shoot you twice. I was like, please, please don't be that one. Please. I was nervous for a second. Oh, Oh, Man. why are you the way that you are? Yeah, that too. <laughs> we, we've done so much training and we're just like, we got a lemon. We just picked the wrong <laughs> mutt. These mutts, you, you don't know what they're no. going to end up like. And we picked the wrong one. Oh. She's a beautiful dog and she can be nice and she loves the baby or else she'd probably be gone. Yeah. She annoys the crap out of us on purpose. She looks at us and just barks like, oh my God, but she doesn't do that to the baby. So she... Uh, <laughs> continues to exist n- not be shot <laughs> twice <laughs> okay so the i mean my favorite lines of this song there are some really good lines and the backing vocals that you mentioned before the five four three two 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 two, two, two is a pretty classic uh, i remember right from the start hearing that being like that's pretty awesome reminded me kind of of uh, the backing vocals of dead yeah with the uh <laughs> And, 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 and. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gets stuck. You know, he never gets the one. He just keeps saying two. Uh, so there are a lot of good flans rhymes and uh, in here. But I think I mean, to skip ahead, I, I think the last verse or the outro, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Then the people came to talk me down, you know, talk me down, usually, you know, I mean, literally, it would mean like someone's about to jump off of something and oh, kill themselves. Oh, I absolutely you know, get down, the, the right? suicide connection with all... I mean, this whole sort of they thing. They talk I about think, death a lot, but you could also say, like, if someone's just upset, you'd say you're talking them down. But I could I could go full interpretation. <laughs> sure. I just like the, the turn, the key, the, the twist there. It's like, I got some advice, and then the people came to talk me down, but I don't need advice. I'm down, Ow. which makes it seem like... I mean, to me, he's saying that um, talk me down like I'm upset or like I'm depressed, but he's saying I'm already depressed. I don't need to be talked down. I'm already down as in oh, I'm feeling yes. down. 
I mean, what 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 were you? Well, were you I mean that? that that sort of whole. I I I mean I. With with the memo to human resources, you're thinking like it, it's probably a blue collar kind of job. Uh, I'm assuming cubicle. When he's saying I'll be in the back, it's like the back cubicle. Like I'm I'd rather yeah, be right. and I'd rather be, be in the back. back. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and then it's sort of that uh, busy taking stock and all that. It's, it's that point in, in depression where you're sort of reassessing, just like mm-hmm. just like the Toby Flanderson thing, why am I the way I am? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind right. of thing. Um, right. Am and I then, worthwhile? Uh, yeah. And then the whole... Uh, and then, of course, the whole thing of feeling sorry for yourself. Like, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've been doing that for... Uh, too long and then um and so this whole sort of thing i i was thinking with both of those like i i see i always seem to be jumping to television metaphors but i i think of uh even though it's not a blue collar job i always kind of think of uh ted the lawyer from scrubs i don't know if you ever saw that show Oh yeah, I but, watched Scrubs. But he was such a sad sack. Like that's that's who I'm yeah, picturing. I remember that character? Yeah, uh, he was bald and he was the lawyer. And and there were yes. several times that he uh, teased uh, suicide, even within the show, like standing on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the standing on the hospital roof, and then he goes, mm, "Not today." And then you have right. Kelso on the ground going, <laughs> "Was I knew he'd chicken out or whatever the heck." Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> But or or the time he actually yeah. did and instead landed in trash rather than uh, dying. But um, <laughs> but I, I I was thinking with, but at least in this particular case, I I the I don't see any specific way of how, um, how like they attempted to off themselves except for the second time, because when he's saying um. Later in my car, I considered what you said. So I'm guessing probably at that mm. work, he has a confidant that uh, he vents to about how yeah. shitty his life is. And anyways, uh, so I considered what you said. So that would be the advice. Right. Um, and then uh, when he's saying, I was shouting out to you, but I was mighty hoarse. I, I guess maybe that's implying that... Uh, he tried to hang himself, and so that's why he's hoarse because his neck is bruised, oh. possibly. But mm. um, but uh, and so what I was thinking is a lot of times with songs, I I know I know they might be giants breaks the mold all the time, but usually it's uh, three verses, three choruses, at least what people are usually used to a lot of times, right? Or right. a bridge in there, whatever the heck. And then you have this time where it's only uh first chorus first chorus and so maybe the point is being made that uh at that moment driving home he ended up offing himself in his vehicle either driving into a embankment or long way on a one-way traffic or something like that like the right, implication right. is i don't yeah and so that's why it ends the way it does yeah, the lyrics, man. I never thought about how dark they are, and it's the typical "They Might Be Giants" thing where, yeah, like, oh, it sounds like a nice Beatles-inspired pop rock song, mid-tempo, you know, just kind of chill song. It doesn't sound depressing, 
But then, like, <sighs> that second verse, we haven't talked about the second verse. You know, we yeah. said, I stuck around too long feeling sorry for myself. But then a disinvited guest rifles through the bathroom shelf. So oh, someone yeah. is coming, like, they're worried about him. They're looking for pills he might overdose on, I suppose. Or exactly. Looking or even to or... see if he has, you know, antidepressants. I don't know. Exactly. And yeah, I'm searching for some disbelief that I can still suspend. I mean, are they in. What are they in disbelief about that they hmm. or can they suspend their disbelief long enough to keep themselves alive? It, oh, yeah, to say I'm okay, I guess. That they're worth what? Yeah, that their life's worth living. Jesus Christ, God, Jonathan, you didn't pick a song, it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the ones that are more outright have like crazy lines. I mean, like, Don't Let Stars is a classic yeah. example. You know, everybody dies frustrated and sad. Yeah, you know, that's like boom. That's a sad line. But then when you're like, oh, someone's going through his bathroom, you know, vanity or whatever. But like, oh, wait, you know, this guy's like, he's on the brink. <laughs> like this, you know, breaking down this song like this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this song is. Yeah, guy's, heavy. He's, he's, he's either killed himself or he's a, or he Out wants to, to or and people are trying to keep him from it. Jeez. Yeah. Right in the middle of winter, too, to record this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you know what we've actually been stretching this out pretty well for your third episode. Let's are we ready to get to the cover section? I yeah, think I think we should. Every verse, I think we should. You know, musical stuff. There's not anything too crazy no. uh, going on, crazy instruments or anything like that. Let's uh, let's get to these covers. Yeah, let's do. Um, you want to do? My, the, so you helped you helped out here and found yeah. some covers that yes. I haven't heard yet. You took the YouTube's, I took the SoundClouds and the Bandcamp, of which there were no Bandcamp covers. Uh, which do you want to do first, your batch or or mine? I'll 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 uh, burn through mine quick here. Uh, let All right. Me see so you gonna send me some YouTube links here? Yes. This is a guy. Uh. Uh, Jim, James Hastings. Only 80 views and says, I heard this song and immediately decided to cover it about two days ago. This was in 2017. And says, I was mm. also really lazy about making the music video. Which is nice. You didn't have to make a music video with it or for it. But with your, yeah. But anywho. <laughs> All right, let me, let me, yeah, let me go ahead and let's do a little bit of this. Yeah. I'll be in the back. recording yeah very, uh well harmonized with himself yeah i kind of thought it it almost Something. uh it almost sounded to me um not necessarily on the low end but the high end it almost kind of sounded uh like if flight of the concords covered this song 
Nah. Especially, <laughs> especially that high end. Like, that sounds exactly what uh, Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, something about the, the timbre of his voice or delivery or something. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, good. I mean, he's a good singer. That's very... Uh, I mean, he's not doing anything wild with it, but it no. sounds nice and clean. It's a good... Uh, you can tell he likes the song and did it did it justice for sure. Uh, the next one that I got uh, this uh, this is uh, Mike Have Not. Uh, he is on uh, ah, yes. uh, June 9th, two thousand nineteen. He released a ukulele uh, cover of this. <laughs> which, uh, so he um, oh and then yeah so this guy he yeah. he pops up on the. Um, What's what's that uh the the separate Facebook group of people that cover songs? What's it called? We Oh, we We must be giants. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and uh he's a ukulele dude and these ukulele people they're they're thick as thieves, I tell you. And the Especially first Especially with comments, they might be giants. Holy cow. Yes. And the the only comment on this it says nice cover and it's from Marianne McTrow, who was on the Spiraling Shape episode and yeah. is a ukulele enthusiast. So they all they, they all hang. They all hang. So let's listen to Mike Have Not. He posts in that, that group a lot, so I've heard some of his stuff yep. there. Ooh, here's him doing an Operation Ivy cover off to the side here. So I'm going to go, <laughs> let me go ahead and listen to this, though. That's what we're talking about. Member to Human Resources. I'll be in the back, and I don't need the help. I'm good here in the back. I'm good all by myself I'm busy taking stock of all the things that I forgot And making mental notes of just exactly where I lost the plot I stuck around too long, feeling sorry for myself A disinvited guest rifles through the bathroom shelf I'm searching for some disbelief that I can still suspend He does some tasteful changes to the melody. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't hear that a whole lot with covers, people changing the melody, but for people's for different voices, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe a high note, you might take it lower instead and you know, some people instead of dropping an octave down, you just do like a what sounds good in a harmony sense. And uh yeah, it didn't make the song sound bad. I'm just like, oh, that's not like the original, but it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Nice job, Mike. Mike, have not if that is your real name. Uh, this last one is my uh, sentimental favorite. Uh, just... I found this one when I was looking for the live. Yes. Stuff. This one is cute. Yes. This one is cute. So the user is? I, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Ahandalas, I guess. Ahandalas. Oh, Ahandalas, or it's AJ... And Han and Han Anyways, uh, but this is but the 
Oh, here, here. It's the oh. brothers. It's two brothers, Alfredo and Andreas. So it's uh, uh, John. I'm guessing initials here. Yeah, John yeah, is their last name. So it's A. A. J- oh, it's just oh. A John. So they're both. Yeah. Their their initials are both A and Alfredo and, and, and John. Andreas, and so and they and they're from Dallas. I'm assuming. That uh, makes sense. But uh, this is them and singing. Uh, Spine MMO to human resources as the tandem that they always should be, I guess. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then the cool part is they uh, switch after Spine in terms of who's uh, playing piano. Yeah, that is cute. Yeah, because the the younger brother it doesn't say who's the younger one, but the younger one plays the Spine, and then w- without missing a beat. They the switch. Older one jumps in and, and switches because I'd click to a different tab or something. And so I started. I'm like, oh, cute. The little kids, they're doing the spine. They're going to go into it. I was like, okay, they're, they're segueing them. You know, they segue so good on the spine uh, on the album. And and then I clicked over to another tab and then I clicked back. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> the other kid's on the piano. <laughs> I've been dragging my feet across my back. And I definitely like that. And uh, and just calling it out, uh, this is from 2010, but uh, a family that's raising their kids to be singing They Might Be Giants together, that's some A-plus stuff right there. Yeah, and then, so I will have dropped in a clip already. I had listened yeah. to this one. This one is is very cute. But then, so this was 10 years ago or going on 10 years ago, but even six years ago, the, the YouTube account, maybe the mom or dad's name also starts with an A. Maybe it's one of those families that they all start, they get the same initials. Yeah. Because the, the user, a, uh, a John Dallas commented six years ago, gosh, my kids were so little then. So now they're even bigger. I mean, that little kid's going to be like nearing the end of his high school career and the older kid's probably out of college by now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of comments like, and this person keeps responding to other people's comments. Thank you for the compliments, all that stuff. They were so little, and that was six years ago. <laughs> cute, very cute. Yeah, so Love definitely it. cool. So is that the end of? Uh, yeah, that's it for covers. Then that's it for you. Let's uh, 
let's head over to the cloud of sound, the sound of cloud. And did you say you got on there and looked at some as well? A little bit. The first one. Well, the first one I want to talk about uh, is Knuckle Supper. I'll be in the back. So it's another ukulele cover, um, but it's got like ample reverb on it. I love reverb. The guy, yeah. I think he's harmonizing himself. Nice voice, nice harmonies, cool, uh, uh, you know, vibe with all the reverb. Uh, it's very different than the other ukulele cover. Yes. So I think it's fine that we have two ukulele covers. They're pretty drastically different in delivery Agreed. and production. All right. So here's here's the next one coming your way. This is, let's see, Andrew Eckle on SoundCloud. Uh, let's see. Memo to human resources. All lowercase letters. I don't know. I don't think that means anything. Uh, summer of 2012, he recorded this. Uh, let's uh, check it out. really drives home the 60s of this holy yeah. lord it, this is good and those are definitely live drums i mean there's sometimes the program drums can fool me for a second but i can usually figure out when you know it's a sample or when something seems not this human. Is, but these are real drums they recorded well again ample reverb on this one as well but the guitar tone and like the tremolo that's on it and this clean tone it's a little bit faster of a clip but it's just like it's like a 60s I was going to say, this is taking it's, me out of, uh, you're totally on the beach with this damn song with like a Corona in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that tremolo, like the tremolo effect, the, the volume yeah. effect, um, is big in surf music. Like all that Dick Dale stuff. Like, yeah. It's got that pulsing yeah. volume swells on the guitar. 
I, I dig this one. I mean, it's great. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, Even just it's, cool um, to be like, let's do it. It's all instrumental. Yeah. So like doing the leads on the guitar, too. It's, it's a really cool feel. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Let's uh, let's score this song because, hell, this thing's almost to an hour and a half. We're, yeah. Why were we worried? I don't uh, know. What would you score, Memo, to human resources? Why are you the way that you are? Why let's do you score the way you score? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, let's see. Um, I would, I mean, this is definitely, uh, even for a Flansburg song. I, well, okay, that song is extremely backhanded. Even for, for a Flansburg song, <laughs> it's pretty good. For a Flansburg good. song, it's extremely, extremely good. And uh, so, in fact, I even picked pick this uh exclusively also for the fact that uh nobody can make a claim of me being an exclusive Linnell guy because I've already because oh, yeah. <laughs> even uh, the venue song that I picked is a Linnell one which I can't control but <laughs> the point is I I love and appreciate Flansburg as well um but anyways for oh, scoring yeah. I mm-hmm. will I would give it a 7.59. Okay, all right. There I like go. that. Going even further into the the decimals. People aren't doing uh, that enough. <laughs> they aren't. I know. I used to give people the option of fractions at the beginning, yeah. too, whichever they preferred, but no one ever did fractions. People hate fractions. Fractions blow. Uh, so let's see. I think Memo to Human Resources, it is it is a great song, and but I always thought that I feel like this kind of typifies my problem with it initially yeah which is how normal of a rock song it is mm-hmm. and both on because i've you know i'm still buying some of the eps that i had not gotten physically before um i mean there are ep tracks that slipped past me for a long time yeah. but th- but i did have indestructible uh indestructible object i think it's because i had heard Am I awake? And I'm like, I need that goddamn song in yeah. my life. So I bought the CD EP, and so and then the spine comes out. And I'm like, I'm hearing this song again. I'm like, I already thought this was a mediocre song, and now you're putting it on two releases. But I appreciate it now that we, especially talking about the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, dang, this is that's, like Linnell style. That's like where it really grabs lyrics. Not that Flansburg doesn't have dark vo- lyrics, but typically Linnell is yeah. yeah. straight up like, I died in a car crash or I got seriously injured or, you know, I want to die. <laughs> right. And Flans is... Uh, and, 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 and while I said, while we were, you know, talking about it, I'm like, damn, dude, you picked this depressing song. I didn't realize, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But it makes me realize it on another level that, like, it's so sneaky in its lyrics that... I didn't realize just how dark it was. I mean, I knew it was like in that direction, you know, someone being talked down, that kind of thing. Very cerebral. Um, but shit, yeah, we had to really dig into it for me to realize just how depressing it is. So I think that knocks it up a notch for lyrical yeah. wizardry. Um, but st- I'm going to go mm, six. Solid six. Solid nice. six. I'm not going to bring it down to the fives. I don't think it's it's not as bad as Black Ops, <laughs> which I have at a five point nine. Yeah, so I got this right above it at a six. Nice. <laughs> you think I'm being nice to it, or you think that you? No, you no, no. I mean, agree. as in that's 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 solid, especially <laughs> with you having to take the whole sort of uh sort of thing, and 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 uh, the fact that you have it next to a 
like even just in a vacuum or without looking at all the rankings, mm-hmm. like uh, you hear uh, Black Ops, Member of Human Resources, right above that, you're like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> like even <Yeah>. just on <laughs> its surface. So I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to start ranking some songs lower, but I just love them. And I, I mean, there are very few songs where I'm like, skip, you know, every time, you know. But if I make a playlist of They Might Be Giant songs that I really want to yeah. listen to on a trip or something, this is not going on. It's, I mean, sorry. Well, it's, well, it's also depressing. It's just not. <laughs> it is, but I love, I like depressing things. I like depressing yeah. movies. I like, you know, I love. Elliot Smith, I love right. you know a lot of like the good eras of emo music. I like sad stuff. Sad stuff somehow makes me happy. I don't know if I'm just wired the opposite way, but this song I just don't feel like you know it's a '60s rock song. But there are so many other bands that do this style yeah. well. This is not why I listen to the no, Giants. that is true. Even as far as yeah, even as far as like their wheelhouse of like pop rock stuff, like I'd want to hear like a boss of me rocker, like one that's like, it's, it's just middle of the road tempo, middle of the road dynamics. Yeah. You know, it doesn't get loud and soft. It just stays kind of in the middle. The tempo stays just in the ends. middle. It's just kind of blah. Yeah. And then it just ends. Right. Yeah. I mean, the I most exciting that. thing in the song is the boom right at the beginning. <laughs> the, yeah. the pickup note on the drums. That's like, whoa. Yeah. And then the song just kind of chills for the rest of its runtime. Yeah, so I think six six is as high as I can go. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping I get some hate mail because I really want to play some hate mail. Uh, Oh, did you see the tweet about the guy that hated my birdhouse cover? Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, that means you did it right. I thought that was so great because posting. I, I, you know, I and and you haven't listened to this yet, but I recorded an episode with uh, Ekalemchi about about that, you know, like a promotional thing for it. I'm going to yeah. release in a couple of days, and uh, a, a mini sode, if you will, though it is a half hour. Yeah, and I said like basically. I basically was covering it like this is the way the birdhouse makes me feel. It makes me want to rock the fuck out. Like even though it's not yeah. as ab- like I did it way more abrasive. Like that's how it makes me feel inside. Just yeah. Like, yeah. So that's how I did it. And, yeah. But the but the thing I loved about it is that only or not only. But when things get big or people get famous, that's when they start getting like people feel free to criticize them because they feel like, oh, Kanye West, he's not a real person. I can talk shit on the Internet as much as I want. It's not going (laughs) to affect him. He's like this above like, you know, this other level. It's not like telling someone on the street, hey, fuck you. Like you could tweet out, hey, Kanye, fuck you. And you're like, oh, you know, you wouldn't think twice about it. I'm like, hey, I think the pods reached a new level. People are retweeting me and saying hey, my that cover sucks. <laughs> the worst thing I've heard ever. Yay, you're borderline Jesus. I, I did it. Borderline Jesus. <laughs> I'm Yeezus. bigger than Jesus, just like the Beatles were. <laughs> Bringing it all back around. Exactly. Bringing it all back around, just like some real comedians that I am not. So I think six. Yeah, I'm going to six. What, um, what did you give it again? It's seven. I don't it? remember. <laughs> I went uh, it's on the tape. Seven point something. Go to the tape. But anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, good third episode, man. I think we're still we're still rocking it. We still, you know, yeah. we got the chemistry now. That's the thing about doing multiple episodes. Exactly. Man. Exactly. But yeah, thanks for having me once again. Of course. I you know, I just I think about it just like 
this is like a community yes. effort at this point, you know? And I, I like the fact that I feel like people are bonding uh, over both being podcast guests or someone being a guest and someone being covered on it. And then they talk about it on Twitter and they're like, oh, I liked your cover. I heard it on the episode. Yeah. And like that people are bonding over the podcast, which is about They Might Be Giants. It's like another level of community building yeah. within the They Might Be Giants fan sphere. And exactly. I'm very happy to help with that. And I'm glad I didn't just pick a co-host to talk to the same person every day because we'd have the same opinions and we'd argue about the same things and we'd agree on mm-hmm. the same things, you know, if we knew each other too well. So, but I like this, like third episode, you know, we, we yeah, get our we're vibes, but we're still not like an old married couple. No. Like, oh, he's probably going to say this about Flansburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he always but, does. But, every um, time. yeah, so. Leaves his clothes on the bathroom floor for Flansburg to pick up. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this metaphor anymore. But anyway, quality episode, I must yes. say. And I hope the people agree, even though we both rated it kind of middle of the road. Mm. It's They Might Be Giants, so it still rules. So, yeah. you know, that's that, that's that's the takeaway. So. Exactly. <laughs> so thanks again, John, Mr. Jonathan Leonard. Again, people, check out his past episodes if you haven't. Museum of Idiots. Tick, 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 tick. I don't know how many ticks that was. I think it was the correct amount. Yep. And uh, and I will talk to you later, I am sure. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners before we hang up? Sure. Uh, still doing that uh, Gore Keeper Horror podcast. Uh, doing it. Yep, still doing it. Um, just did one that was out of this freaking world on Shudder that I never heard of. Uh, saw the... Uh, started watching one, a movie, uh, found it extremely boring and sort of like, no, let's not do a podcast on this one. Let's jump and went to the, uh, Shutter app and, uh, found one called, uh, Tammy and the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And yeah. <laughs> oh my sweet Jesus. If you ever wanted to see a movie where they decided to build a movie over an existing prop and that's how it was built. Uh, oh yeah. Huh. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And they basically threw as much (laughs) shit as you can possibly with having a animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) It is glorious. Sounds pretty epic. (laughs) But anyways. Wow. (laughs) All right, cool. Yeah, people, check check that out. Say the the name or where people can find it one more time. Oh, yes. It is the Gore Keeper Horror Podcast where... Pretty much all of your podcasts you get, you can find it there for the most part, uh, even including Spotify. There is a Twitter account that I don't remember off the top of my head, and it's also technically my brother-in-law's personal Twitter account, so... Mm. Eh. But gotcha. uh, <laughs> but you can find <laughs> that uh, just searching for that in your podcast directory. But, Do it, yeah. people. Sounds for good. some non they might be giants related content. Yes. Because you know, we gotta have some lives outside of they might be giants. You know, not a lot. You know, you can survive no. on almost exclusively they might be giants, but you probably should like some other things too. Exactly. You know. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks again. Sounds and, good. Uh, I'm sure I will talk to you again later. Perfect. For venue songs. Disclaimer this might be a podcast is not officially associated with they might be giants in any way. I just really, really like them. We are a punknews.org podcast. The podcast is hosted, produced, mixed, mastered, everything by me, Greg Simpson. 
please visit us at thismightbeapodcast.com. Here are some covers and stuff at thismightbeapodcast.bandcamp.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram now. Um, leave us a voicemail, 224-801-2930. Tell us what you think. And to end the show, being that it's Valentine's Day tomorrow, here's a new song released by Danny Weinkoff and the Red Pants Band, and it's called Your Love is a Metaphor. Your love is a family, always here through thick and thin. Your love is peanut butter, I can dip my chocolate in. Is a Jedi when Darth Vader's at my door. Every day I love you more. Your love is a metaphor. You're the one that I adore. Your love is a metaphor. Your love is a penguin swimming swiftly through the sea. Is like a as and a metaphor is what you've got. Your love is a puppy who's chasing his own tail. Your love is chicken nuggets when everyone else has kale. 